It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from this morning. I hope your week is travelling well, and good luck if you are looking at property today by way of any open homes, or perhaps you're on that visit to see your mortgage broker to see how your qualification is going for a mortgage drawdown. And you know, just as you might settle into that bit of knowledge, we are moving fast forward to the end of the month for another RBA rate announcement. And this month for May, hasn't it gone by super quick already? Wednesday morning, May the 24th today. And joining us back again is Hayden Groves, the man that is here, there and everywhere. It seems that way uh, for 2023. You've been travelling, Hayden. I sure have, Craig. I've just come back from Washington, D.C., where the National Association of Realtors. Can you imagine, Craig, a membership organisation, advocacy is their major focus, policy development and research, 1.4 million members strong and all uh, paying a very paltry sum of about $156 per year to be a member, but that gives them a significant clout on Capitol Hill for their industry over there. So very much uh, thrilled to be an international director this year for the NAR uh, and representing little old Australia and the Real Estate Institute of Australia in those travels. So uh, terrific to be rubbing shoulders with uh, with the president of that organisation along with uh, some of their global committees which are out there looking out for the best interests of, uh, of real estate practitioners in the US and around the world. Wow, yeah, the the halls of power. Washington, D.C., it's such an interesting place and particularly to take the temperature of just what is going on in the U.S. Well, it's really interesting that you know, everyone I spoke to, and I'm talking to the, the head of my equivalent in Ireland, the president of the Canadian Institute uh, of Real Estate Agencies, even Ghana, for example, I was talking to their minister, housing minister from Ghana over there, and the story is the same. It doesn't matter where you go, Supply of housing is a global issue and the shortage of supply of housing is a global issue and Australia, of course, no different. And that's the reason why we're seeing property values remain strong throughout Australia, as well as, of course, rental prices continuing to rise because there simply is not enough houses to house the Australian population. And with population growth uh, set to grow by some 600,000 over the next two years, unless they can get some more houses on the ground pretty quickly, we're going to see uh, upward pressure on prices and rents for the foreseeable future. All right, well, stay right there, Hayden. We will come back and talk much more about real estate on your Wednesday morning coming up next. Remember to follow us on any of the podcast platforms so you never miss a real estate podcast. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify and Amazon. We're on all of them. Know your property with us. Well, Jeremy Groban, you might remember him. We spoke to him a couple of weeks ago. He's a real estate agent there in Canberra. He is also an auctioneer. Well, he's been out on the streets in Canberra asking people what they think about the interest rate rises and the current state of the property real estate market. 
I'm lucky enough to have uh, had a home loan for many, many years, so I'm used to them being probably higher than where they are at the moment. So it was pretty good when they were nice and cheap. I'm not overly surprised they've got to the point that they are, but we're still going okay for now. Personally, as a new home buyer, very recently, a little bit, little bit worried as to if it's going to continue to go up or whether it's going to start to settle. Definitely, we're still having a look to, you know, to see what we bought and what's still selling for around. A little nervous about it. We're, we're in a good position at the moment still. I, I think the fact that it's Canberra, we're, we're pretty stable. We're always going to be secure. I don't think there's too much to worry about. You always love to have your, the property prices going up, but we're not planning on selling at the moment. So quite happy, quite comfortable. Yes, quite happy, quite comfortable. That's good to hear. Not everybody is in the same set of circumstances, of course. Uh, People will feel that way. Much more comfortable if they've had a mortgage for a long period of time. Not so much if you're carrying that heavy, stressful, large mortgage, which you might have had for only a couple of years. All right, let's move gears a little bit. If you are a fan of Bob Dylan, you probably probably know that he's celebrating his 82nd birthday today, which means it's the 24th of May. And if you are celebrating your birthday, many happy returns for today. Also celebrating is Roseanne Cash. She's turning 68. Kristen Scott Thomas, the British-French actor, she's turning 63. And John C. Riley, he's turning 57. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country on a Wednesday we go. Let's check on your weather in Sydney. Great news. Sunshine, plenty of it today with 20 as your forecast high. In Melbourne, partly cloudy with 17. Brisbane expecting sunshine with 24. And in Perth, a chance of some rain. You should see some fine periods in your top of 21. Keep updated with the latest real estate news, economist predictions, property sales, or what's trending right now. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Yes, that is us, and we are back with Hayden Groves, uh, freshly back from Washington, D.C. So how are you finding the month of May? How much of a busy month has it been for you? It's interesting to see, isn't it, Craig, that we've seen the, the Sydney property market as a for, as an example. Despite these this high inflationary environment that, that we're in, interest rates, the, the surprise RBA increase last month um, for or earlier this month for interest rate rises has not quelled the appetite for uh, real estate in in those high priced markets such as Sydney. We're seeing seventy five percent auction clearance rates in those major cities of Sydney and Melbourne. Of course, what's, what's happening, we've seen the bottom of that market now materialise and we're starting to see prices continue to come back up the other way now. And again, it comes back to this shortage of supply. Normally, when we're seeing high inflation and rising interest rates, you don't see property values increasing, yet that's exactly what's happening throughout Australia. And so that'll be a really interesting thing to see what happens next month when the RBA, of course, meets um, and makes their decision around what to do next with interest rates, of course, because we're seeing some economists predicting that there will be further rises, uh, which of course will cause more pain for mortgage holders 
going forward. So um, transactions are low uh, because there's just not enough listings out there and people are having to pay whatever it is they have to pay in order to get a roof over their head for their families. Mm. Well, I mentioned at the top of the podcast just the fact that, you know, if somebody is going in to see their mortgage broker today, they might have the amount that they're told, this is what you qualify, and then it all sort of changes again. I mean, it's so frustrating, not only for the people that are hoping to get into property, but also everybody around that person, i.e. the the agents, the mortgage brokers, etc. It just sort of gets passed down that chain. But it's a sort of a bizarre situation because the economists are saying cautious optimism with the the fact that there has been some growth in the market, particularly Sydney and Melbourne. That's exactly right. And I think that's why it's such a shifting landscape when you see how rapid rates rates have risen over the last 12 months. We're starting to see, of course, the public, the buying public, still having to make a buying decision. And so it is impacting. I think the raising rates of interest that people have to pay, it suddenly does change what options they have. And we still really haven't seen delinquency rates rise for mortgages, which is a good thing. I think banks are, are looking to try to protect those that are holding a mortgage. Um, we still haven't seen the washout from a lot of those fixed rates, those very low interest fixed rates that will be coming off uh, as the year progresses in 2023. That could cause a little bit more supply to come into the market as people who just can't hang on anymore. But sadly, of course, with the rental market being so tight, with vacancy rates nationally as low below 1.5%, which is about half what it would normally be in a balanced market, People that can't hang on to those mortgages and have to sell, it's going to be very tough for them to find rental accommodation as an alternative. Um, So we really are in the perfect storm at the moment and we are calling on government to look for some immediate solutions. And uh, the current legislation before the upper house in the Senate, currently blocked by the Greens, $10 billion housing future fund. Uh, We're calling on the Greens and other senators in in the upper house of our parliament to make sure they pass that legislation so that we can at least start to get some... uh, constructive work on the ground to get more housing supply into the market to help protect Australians. Yes, you talk about the the rental crisis in terms of anybody that's having to sell their property now and then go into a rental. Then you've also got people trying to save for the mortgage, paying the expensive rental prices and they're finding it very hard. And then they've got the shifting sand in terms of what they qualify for. Just a real sort of an ongoing nightmare. But tell us uh, a little bit about the chair of the Affordable and Supply Council. Look, we were surprised to see that in recent times, the chair of uh, the Affordability and Supply Council, who is a government appointed person who who runs a a council which is designed to explore ways to putting more supply and affordable housing into the market. And we're very surprised to see them come out, uh, her come out and say that the chair come out and say, look, we think that I think personally, uh, it's not my, the official view of the, of the council, but it's, it's my personal view that we should be making some, some change to negative gearing. We were astonished to hear that, um, particularly given that the Albanese government has made it very clear that negative gearing is here to stay. Uh, The current taxation settings around negative gearing uh, is here to stay. And the reason why they have backed that policy in is pure and simply based on needing to protect rents 
You know, when you've got 30% of all Australians renting uh, and 27% of all of that housing stock in Australia is owned by mum and dad investors, 70% of whom only own one residential, extra residential property, which is supplying the market with rental stock. And if you start messing with that very important cohort without an alternative, then all that happens is just like the Hawke and Keating government in 1985 discovered when they did change negative gearing, rents doubled in 12 months in Australia, across Australia, and they very quickly backpedaled and reintroduced negative gearing. It's a, a very critical part of the housing landscape. And if you start messing with negative gearing, then what ends up happening is you end up with high rents, short supply and more pain for tenants. And we do not want that at the moment, particularly at the moment when we currently have such a rental crisis across Australia. Gee, Going back to 1985, the Hawke-Keating government. Gee, that's a while ago. <laughs> Look, it sure is, Craig. Um, and literally, they wanted to make these changes. They thought it was a good idea um, in order to, to increase the tax take for Australians' taxpayers, but it really backfired very badly. And, and when you've got basically one in 10 properties that are in the rental pool is provided by the government, 90%. Uh, of properties that are rented across Australia are, are delivered by the private sector, private mum and dad investors. And so if you start to disincentivize private property investment through changes to negative gearing and capital gains tax laws, then all you do is you remove that essential component of the housing piece of the puzzle and you end up with government having to provide all of the affordable housing, which you know, given that that asset class across Australia is worth $3 trillion, no government can provide and plug that gap should they see mum and dad investors leave the market in a meaningful way. Well, that is a political hot potato, as they say, and people can certainly vote on that if it is affecting them next election. Hayden, great to chat. Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning, and we will catch up soon. Always a terrific chat with you, Craig. Thanks so much for having me on. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 